Welcome back to A Fresh Story, the podcast where we have conversations about brave decisions to start over again. I'm Jenny. And I'm Olivia. And we're so glad you're here today. Hello, 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 sister. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I, um, I'm good. I am... <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm really I'm good. Having some cold Are coffee. you good? I don't, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, you know, we we were preparing for this episode and or for whatever recording this stuff, and I was thinking about um for any parents out there knows that winter is actually when you have to prepare for summer camp. Summer, yeah, it's all about hobbling together like some sort of summer thing, especially if you're working parents that you know parents that work outside. Well, everybody because nobody wants to be home with their kids in summer. <laughs> but um, you know, what can you do with your kids in summer? And I was so excited because uh, I am signing the kids up for a musical theater camp at Mm -hmm. Variations, Mm -hmm. which is a beautiful dance studio owned by a family that we love who are students of mine. And Jenny and I uh, went to adult dance classes there in our early 20s. We took tap and jazz and the summer of 2009. Yeah, we took tap and jazz. It was epic. An epic it, it was an epic summer. We spent a lot of time in Bayville hanging out with Lisa. And we talked about that on the Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. We were dating. I was newly single. You were I was on um I was on newly online. Single. I was online dating things. Yeah. We had we hung out a lot with our friend JR. Shout out our, to JR. Mm-hmm. Talk about dance for a second. Well, <laughs> dance. Yeah. We t- we would go to dance class like four times a week or something. Yeah, we, we were, were in the best shape of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't know if that's true, but for me, but I, we were in, we were, yeah, we we're dancing all the time. You loved tap. You loved it. I still love tap. I got to get back there. And um, it was such a positive place for us. I'm not good at starting things. I'm not good at learning. I don't like it. I want to be perfect at everything the first time I do it. But Variations was such a warm environment um, and I, we felt so safe there. And speaking and dancing of dancing, um, <laughs> yes. so today's guest is somebody that we both, again, I feel like we come across these people independently and mm-hmm. then we'll show each other the TikToks and then we're well, like, to be fair, it was hard to avoid Megan Bowen for a moment on TikTok, yeah. you know, for on yeah. TikTok, like she was everywhere. Megan Bowen is, um, is an amazing dancer, but there's so much more to Megan, which we got yeah. into in this episode. And I loved, we talked so much about the power of dance and the empowerment of dance mm-hmm. And also like the business of dance Mm -hmm. and, you know, something that Jenny is especially obsessed with is like the behind the scenes of a lot of the, the business world, like the, the world of entertainment. Yeah. Like we don't talk about, we all know kind of what it means to be a lawyer or not that I, or doctor, doctor, but we don't know what the day-to-day life looks like when somebody decides to be a professional dancer. And the fact that you can decide to be a professional dancer and there are jobs out there. It's not just, you know, she had a major, uh, major pivot during the pandemic and she's a real mm-hmm. real businesswoman yes. and uh we and also just she just is like a sweetheart and we became friendly and like just, we're so happy that we met her um yeah. but we hope you enjoyed the episode with Megan I think that there's a lot of wise words in here about mm-hmm. just like life and dancing your way through life and figuring she, shit out she was so wonderfully peaceful as she a was person. she had a very peaceful energy yeah yeah so please enjoy the conversation with Megan Bowen and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to A Fresh Story so that we can keep telling Fresh Start stories. Megan is a dancer, actor, entrepreneur, and content creator. She likes to provide her audience with a balance of comedic, relatable, and entertaining content while also sharing stories about her day-to-day life. 
As an entertainer, Megan creates captivating content through creative storytelling, all while including her personality, style, humor, and artistry. Megan has a close relationship with her followers, and they look to her as a guide to help them create a better, more confident, more fulfilled life within themselves. And I just would love to add, like, I've been following Megan for a long time, and she's so inspiring. I'm a person that loves to dance through life. And so when I came across Megan's account, I became definitely obsessed with everything she was doing (laughs) and the way that she felt so empowered in her body and empowered other people. So we are thrilled to talk to you today, Megan. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to have you here. I learned what Leducas were because of you. <laughs> um, I love it. I like. I had no idea, and I was like, "This is a whole thing." There's like a whole world I don't know anything about. <laughs> Helping everyone one Leduca at a time. There you exactly. go. Changing the world. One exactly. Changing the world. <laughs> How are you today? Let's start there. Oh, I'm great. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited to chat with you this morning. It's good. I mean, I've been starting this new morning routine journey where mm. I'm trying to get up at five. 30 God each less. day. So I used to be a big morning person before the pandemic when okay. I was working my service job. So I was up at like 4 30 every day and pandemic <sighs> happens, you yeah. know. Um, but I really love the morning hours. So my, my day started pretty early, you know, it's about 10 a.m. now for us mm-hmm. and got up, did my gym, kind of meditated, journaled, and I'm good to go. So amazing. that's amazing. You feel most yourself when you're, when you're doing your morning routine, when you're waking yes, up. Yes. I am that's such amazing. a schedule person. I thrive yeah. on schedules and routine and consistency. And when that's thrown off, that's when I get a little like, yeah, yeah. you know, I relate. That, I relate. that does track with being like a professional dancer too, right? Like I'm sure you had to go to a lot of classes and the consistency of all of that growing up. Yeah. And I just find the way my brain works is kind of, if I have one task, I have to focus on that, give that my attention and Mm. then, and then move on to the next. I can't do a million things at once anymore. My best work comes there. So consistency, morning routine. How are you both though? We're We're good. We're We're so so happy to talk to you. Yes. We're so happy to have you here. We started our morning off by going to the deli and grabbing ice like half and halves and um coffee and stuff (laughs) like that which is unusual for us it's a little treat um but why don't you take us back to the beginning of your fresh starts journey yeah you know I was thinking about this when we were emailing and I was just I was like wow I feel like I have a fresh start every six months where do we begin (laughs) I love Um, it I am a person that believes in constantly evolving who you are and redefining what you want that to be I don't think you should ever stick to one box or one niche or one thing that just like limits you and everything that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. So I really think one of my fresh starts that I can think of was the journey of moving from California. I graduated college in 2016 and moving across to New York City. I I feel like what better fresh start than that, right? You're going just from post-grad not knowing what the world is going to be you think you have an idea of what yeah. you want to do so you move to the big city oh my gosh uh, I had like two suitcases and a duffel bag and I rented the apartment over FaceTime sublet it and I was like I hope it works I hope it's there when I show up and that was really the journey to what I look at this like chapter of my life post-grad yeah. to kind of now 
oh my gosh, how many years later? 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh my God, you graduated in 2016. Like I graduated in 2009, which now I'm saying that doesn't sound like that much earlier, but that I think it's 2016 still. So (laughs) I love 2016. Okay. Great, great year in general. Like the music was great. Vibes were really good. It was a good year. Yeah. We thought that Hillary was going to win. It was all very exciting. It was all exciting. And then, you know, 2020. No. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the start of my so where fresh. yeah, so New York, New York City is like the city of fresh starts, right? Like it truly is. Yeah. Um, where what were you studying, and what what was the impetus for you to come to New York City? Like, what was that? Yeah, in college, I've been a dancer my entire life. I've been dancing since I was three years old, and I did some musical theater growing up, I did a few musicals, but my main focus was dance, competition dance, dance team in high school. And in college, I got two BFAs, one is in dance performance and the other is in dance choreography. So I've always been in the art, specifically in the form of dance and dance creation. And around my junior year of college, I started blending into the musical theater drama department again. I refound my love for that form of dancing and storytelling and singing and acting. So my initial goal moving to New York was to do Broadway, national tours, regional work. New York is really the hub of the audition center out here. It's either, you know, as a dancer, you choose LA or you choose New York. I'm from California, didn't vibe with LA. So I wanted to do New York City. And that's what brought me out here in the beginning. I have two things to say. One is I want to know where that first apartment was. But before I ask that question, (laughs) Megan did one of the funniest things that I've ever seen on the internet, which is she committed really hard to this bit, which was that she was going to be cast as the next Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl. We bow down to you, Megan. And we, Olivia and I were like, we spent days. Like first we're like, is it real? And And then we're like, this is, genius like this is genius like you just committed to it you were dry you it was it was amazing it was so brilliant and I just wanted to give you props for that because it was so funny and it was like I you know we all know that girl that like does that you know what I mean in a very like honest and and, like authentic way and so it just it's it was amazing and I just want to give you major props for that thank you I think a lot of people think I like planned that whole thing and like it was It was genuinely, I saw, for anyone listening that might not know, there is a Broadway musical called Funny Girl, and the big scandal over the summer was who was going to be replacing the leading role, and it is Leah Michelle, who is it now, but on TikTok, there was a whole discourse about who's going to be replacing Fanny Bryce, who is the next lead in this Broadway musical. And I kept seeing TikTok videos about it, about people being like, oh, we think it's going to be this. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's that. And I really just thought I was hopping on a trend of like guessing who it was going to be. And I didn't realize maybe my like joke didn't come across, (laughs) but I made a video where I was like, you guys, it's me. I'm the next Fanny Bryce. Like, Hello, obviously, but I just, I don't, you forget the scope of the internet and how many people are on there. And so it kind of went viral. And I just, like you said, I committed to the bit and it was really funny for me. It was fun. (laughs) I love giving people a story and entertaining and it just, it was pure fun. I reached out to 
Julie, who is uh, one of the mm -hmm. understudies of Funny Girl. And I was like, hey, girl, just so you know, like, this is a bit. And, and <laughs> you know, I'm not trying to come for your dog or anyone. And yeah. she was like, no, this is great. Like, the whole cast loves it. So it, it was really fun. Some people, like, took it a little too seriously. <laughs> there will always be that. people that refuse to understand the joke. But, I have, yeah. I but you know, I, you know why I love that, though? I love that bit because it's not really a bit, right? Like, let's take it back for a second. Like, you know, manifestation-wise, like, you were basically like, no, I, first of all, you could do the role. We right? all believed and, like, it. We believed we, it. We possible. believed it. And that's the thing. We, we, why would we doubt it? Like, we've been mm. watching you. And for those of you that don't know the show, Fanny Bryce is supposed to be a woman with curves who's this beautiful figure, right? Right. And, and part of your platform that I want to talk about is empowering women and dancers to love their bodies, no matter what size they are, and dance. And... Mm -hmm. So of course we all believed it. Like, why would we not believe it? Like, yeah. So I just you I got love the that. training. Like we've watched you. Like, so <laughs> were you? Were you, so you came to New York and then like? Wait, I know, want to know where that yeah. apartment is first. Oh, where were you Washington, living? Washington Heights. I was oh, yeah. living in the Heights when I okay. first moved here. Yes. Okay. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you came here with your your two suitcases and a duffel bag. What's the first thing a girl does when she comes to New York to uh, live the dreams on Broadway? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, the first night I was here, I went out with a friend, drank a little too much, got <laughs> McDonald's. I think it's mm. on like 164 fourth or fifth and Broadway there's McDonald's in the Heights up there um got McDonald's and then slept the rest of the day <laughs> so wow. my priorities were that of a 22 year old mm -hmm. and having fun for me though I really had to get my grounding and my footing in the city I of course you know I moved in October I knew audition season wasn't really going to start up again until the next February mm -hmm. of like the okay. following year and I needed to get a job, jobs, plural. I needed to <laughs> find work to keep paying the rent and living um, at least a manageable lifestyle. So that actually took longer for me than I expected it to. Mm. I moved 2016. I went to like two auditions in 2017, 2018. I went to a little more. And then 2019, I finally was stable enough to be able to audition and mm. and go to all the things I wanted to and that's when I started booking work in the audition scene have my first contracts like all of that stuff but it took me a solid two years mm. to find my footing out here it was really difficult I don't have um, family out here so it was just me like all my family's on the west coast that was a really hard adjustment finding a job that can pay you a little more than minimum wage. At one point I had six jobs, like right before the pandemic, I was working at six different places, wow. you know, um, that can also accommodate an audition schedule and right. also right. allow you to maintain your craft and take dance class and do, do all the things. So it, it took me what I thought was longer than normal to adjust to New York city. Uh, now looking back, I think it was a perfectly normal amount of time right. you at least need a year to adjust in any new situation yeah. or, or place that you move to so yeah that that was my main priority after I got a little partying out of my system so it was how just did like, you mm -hmm. yeah how did you just like keep the faith and like like keep that dream alive because I think for a lot of 22 year olds I think for me I would have been like well, I can't make the money. I can't go to auditions. That's what I'm here for. I, I think I would have given up, but you, mm. you really like 
figured it out. It took she you commits a long to a time. bit. She commits, she commits to, to a bit. bit. I commit. <laughs> I, I it, it's true. I do commit. I have to give a lot of gratitude to my parents. Um, mm-hmm. they are like my rocks. They're they have always since I was a kid just been like, you can do anything that you want. We support you, even if it wasn't like financially that they could. I I believe so much in emotional support yeah. and like having a foundation and, a, and a, a system at home. And I was very privileged and lucky to have that from them. So it's a lot of words of encouragement and affirmation through my entire life that my parents were like rel- relentlessly driving that into us as kids. Mm-hmm. So in my head, it was never a question. I was always like, I'm going to make it. It's, it, 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 it looks different than what I thought it was going to look right now, but I never doubted that I wasn't going to get what I wanted, which might seem crazy to some people, but I have always just believed in myself to, to delusion at some point, but, yeah. like, but, but you, if, if you, you don't need believe it. in yourself, no one will, yep. you know, you yep. have to, that's, so that's what kept me hundred percent, Megan. I always say that I always bet on me and I never lose. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you can follow your intuition, you never fail. Yes. And, and, you know, I always, I was just thinking about this today because we have a lot of big projects in the works and I tend to think really big. And you know, I was thinking like, I'm never disappointed when things don't work out because it's just, they weren't supposed to work out that way. Right. There's another mm-hmm. way for them. Like I was really gut checking. Do I ever get disappointed when things don't work out? Not really, because it's just another thing I'm supposed to do. Right. So yes. It's just interesting. So take us a little bit into what you do now and your career, because you are multifaceted in everything you do. And then also, I'd love to know, I feel like the audition world is so not talked about if you're not in the world Mm -hmm. of the audition world. And maybe in every audition is like a fresh start. So, um, (laughs) you know, tell us a little bit about what that is like, too. Yeah, so I'll start with the auditions. before the pandemic, it was a very different time. I mean, in New York City, at least for musical theater, Broadway, that sort of realm of auditions, you would get up at the crack of dawn. Like, I mean, I was up at 4 a.m., go to the audition studios in New York City. There's a couple buildings that are like the audition hubs out here. So you would go there, you would stand outside in line at 5 a.m. to write your name on a list, which would put you like in the order of which you would audition later. And, you know, I would spend my days from 5 a.m. to about 2 p.m. every day going to these studios and auditioning and just kind of waiting around. So that was the audition scene, but it was in person. And that is like the biggest thing that I remember from it. Theater specifically, especially is such a personal art form. Like you're on a stage, you're watching it. It's it's not TV and it's not film. And so that connection in the audition room is something that I missed so much when the pandemic did happen. When the pandemic happened, everything, like everyone transitioned over to Zoom and virtual auditions. But, you know, for two years, the industry was knocked. Like there was no work. So you weren't auditioning. What did you do? What were you doing? Oh, I pivoted my life. (laughs) I, um, when the pandemic hit, I lost all my work. As I mentioned, I had about six jobs, um, and it was all service, like teaching Mm -hmm. fitness, teaching kids classes, dance, you know, I, I 
couldn't take that remote. Um, and so it took me about a week. One thing about myself is I pivot really fast. Like if something doesn't work, I don't, I don't dwell on it. I'm just like, great. What's the next thing? What's the next yeah. idea? Um, so I had noticed, and you might remember the first couple months of the pandemic, everyone was on Instagram and they were doing Instagram lives, mm-hmm. um, teaching fitness classes. And in my head, all of my friends that were doing that, I was like, this is so great. We want to help serve our communities. Right. But that the clientele that we have, they're all working from home. They're still getting their paychecks. They're still, you know, we're just giving our services for free now. Mm-hmm. And so I posted on my Instagram. I told my community, I'm happy to teach you all. I'm happy to do my dance cardio classes, my dance classes, but I can't do this for free. I'm out of work. So I'm going to charge $15 for a class. And if you want to sign up, you can take it from me and we'll do it. And I had 46 people sign Ooh. up for my first class. They all paid for it. And I was just, my brain was like, whoa. I I'm dealing with money. There's taxes. <laughs> I want a business. <laughs> yeah. And by March 30th of 2020, I formed my LLC. Wow. Wow, girl. You work That's fast. I like it. <laughs> I, I work fast. I work fast. I mean, I, I still have to pay rent, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, oh yeah. No, the, the LLC formation, like I just, most oh, people, yeah. it takes them a while to figure that stuff out and then they end up getting screwed right in the end. Like financially, yeah. though. It's Luckily, amazing. my grandma's an accountant, so mm. I I knew eventually I was dealing with money, and I didn't yeah. want to have yeah. the consequences of not. And so yeah. I just took all the money that I made initially and and poured it into the LLC. So what's yeah. your but business name? It's called Dance from Home. Dance from Home. I've LLC. seen the sweatshirt. Yeah, <laughs> the sweatshirts, the merch, but that was my main focus. And what kept me going for a very long time when I couldn't audition, I couldn't dance, I couldn't perform. It was really hard. And I don't remember too much because I was just so involved in building the business and the brand. I distracted myself from not being able to do what I loved. I mean, everything that I trained my whole life for was ripped away. So, So I... I really started doing that. And because I had the business, I knew I couldn't have face-to-face interaction to tell people to join my business. It was all virtual. So I decided to go on the internet and I learned how to uh, put myself online. And one day I opened TikTok and I was like, hey, maybe if I make videos, I can get people to join my business and my subscription. Hmm. So I initially started TikTok trying to get clients for dance from home and what ended up happening is yes that did happen but I also found a new outlet of performance and creation and content creating content for me just became this new passion that I never in a million years dreamed that I thought I would be doing I never wanted you know in the back of my head I loved YouTube in 2013 like makeup influencers Mm -hmm. I would watch all that stuff I thought that was cool but I, I never thought that would be an option for me. So that and my business became a huge focus and another fresh start. You can say, um, starting in 2020 was this whole other world was opened to me and, and still is. So today I am really honing in on my business and content creation, and I'm still dancing and taking a few auditions, but the audition scene for me right now is still mostly virtual. And for dance auditions, if you don't have access yeah. to studios, 
that you don't have to pay obscene amounts of money for yeah. you can't yeah. do these auditions and I just was getting really upset I was getting really mad that I would have to pay 80 bucks an hour to rent a studio to film this thing that I wasn't getting these jobs and it was money going down the drain to me and my business brain I was like this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. it's not there's no reward so I decided to take a little step away from that portion of auditioning because I didn't want to resent dance. I didn't want to resent performing Mm -hmm. or my industry. So right now I'm kind of really leaning into what makes me happy and what feels good and auditions when I'm like ready Mm -hmm. and able to be in the room with people, then 100% I'm there, but that's kind of where I'm at. I remember you were having that conversation online about the audition rooms, because again, for somebody that's outside of this world, Olivia and I are always fascinated by like other worlds we don't inhabit. (laughs) And so when you were saying it's kind of bullshit that you expect us to self-tape and in order to self-tape, we have to rent a room, but you're not willing to block out and pay for a block of rooms so that we can go self-tape it, you know, in this very particular way that that's it it is it's a gatekept system for people that somehow have money to like right. throw $800 a week at auditions that they're not going to get yeah. um and I was fascinated by that because it's it's not anything you know there there are these it, it's a world and we we tell little girls you can be a dancer and we don't tell them what that means we don't tell them the actual like what the business of that looks like and so for me to get this view into what it means to be a dancer what the everyday looks like, what the pragma- pragmatic like steps look like. I'm fascinated by that. And I remember that conversation. There is an inequity there that like mm-hmm. is inherent in the system that wasn't there pre-pandemic in the same way, right? Yeah, I I, I would say that there has been an inequity always in the industry course, just yeah. because, you know, even training accessibility, the more course, yeah. uh, you're able to train at better conventions or summer programs or anything, you know, that will always put you ahead of of people that can't. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, especially in the pandemic, there all of a sudden became this huge barrier to entry. And the most frustrating part is most dancers have these things called dance reels, which is just like two minutes of Mm -hmm. your dance work. And that shows what you can do. And, And no one was accepting those no one was um, taking those and and those cost money too to make those, one co- of those. Yeah. yes those cost money you still have to get that footage of you dancing mm-hmm. you know so I was like why why won't you take this material that we all have why must we get in a studio and record dancers are always the least paid on any contract to begin with and mm-hmm. now we have to like pay I just so it 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 became a point for me and I know it's not for everyone where I just didn't see the cost benefit in it. So, and I, and, and I had heard from casting, like it's not going away anytime soon. So I'm, I was just in my head, I'm kind of like, well, I'm just going to wait until it does come. I'm going to wait for that soon. I'm going to wait. I'm just going to, I'm going to wait it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing now with the dance from home program? So in January, we relaunched, I relaunched, and it is a online dance fitness subscription platform, $24.99 a month. That was one of my goals was to make it as accessible as I can to as many people. I know fitness is definitely, especially in a recession, one of the things that we 
take out of our routines. And mm-hmm. I believe in the power of movement and just getting any sort of exercise. I think it's so valuable. Any moment in time where you can get off your phone, get off social media and just yeah. connect with your body. I am a big believer that that enhances your life. So mm-hmm. I wanted to create my program to enhance other people's weekly, daily routines and lives. So on my program, uh, on my website platform, I have a range of dance cardio classes of beginner friendly dance choreography classes. I have fitness classes that range from upper body, lower body, full body workouts. So it's a really big platform. And in January, I've been doing a 31 day challenge. So I've just been releasing new videos every single day. And I've just been pumping out recording, editing, pumping out content to the platform for everyone and, and just growing that. That's That's amazing. amazing. You are, I was going to say, you are really an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. yes that's, <laughs> a thousand percent yeah that's yeah. that's where Good, I feel it. I mean yeah, yeah I mean you really are and like you you know you're you are our favorite type of human because you you know I feel like you walk in we do this a lot we walk into this like metaphorical space in the world and we're like huh there's an inequity here this is not right something's not working I'm gonna change this right I'm gonna I'm gonna offer this in a more accessible way to everybody and I would love to hear your thoughts more about you know, there's people that are like, I'm not a good dancer. I can't dance or I'm not thin enough to dance. Right. All of these things. Um, what would you say to those people or like how, you know, I know so much of what you have done on your platform is show off your beautiful body. That's strong and amazing and how you can do all these things dancing. And I watch you and I'm like, I could never leap like that. And, you know, and you, you do, you have a very beautiful, but a, a woman's body, like, a you know, and so, how did that, um, have you gotten ever like pushback on that or like, you know, how has that came across in terms of your mission to empower people through dance? Yeah, I think the most honest thing I can do is just show up as myself. And mm-hmm. I'm at this point in my life right now where I don't even really like talking about my body anymore. It's become such a conversation. Mm-hmm from my viewers on me, put on me and a conversation for people in the comments. And, and because that was happening at a time in my life where my body was changing a lot, I thought I had to comment on it Mm. and make content to comfort everyone with Mm. their changing bodies and what they wanted. And I was just trying, you know, it does, I think, tie to that entrepreneurial, like, let me fix the problem sort of thing. But it became a little too much for me where I was felt like I was only limited to what my body was. And Mm -hmm. that's all people valued. And that's all people saw because it's all people were commenting. And honestly, right now I'm tired of talking about it. (laughs) I'm over over it. I'm like, okay, whatever, move on. We all, we all have bodies. Mine's going to change. Yours is going to change. It's going to evolve. And so I think right now the most empowering thing and what I'm hoping to show people now in 2023 is that it doesn't even have to be a conversation. You can just exist and Mm -hmm. you can thrive in your field and you can be confident and have a voice and know your value and have an opinion and do all these amazing things without even once acknowledging your body. You know, how many, I always think like, it's always women too. Women always Mm -hmm. have to, there's always something we got to talk about. Right. And so I'm hoping 
going forward now that I won't even have to touch on it and people will be empowered and inspired by just seeing everything else that I'm doing or you're doing or we're all doing without even thinking like, yeah. oh my God, how, you know, yeah. you know she's, yeah. do, she's breaking these walls because of her body. It's like, right. well, actually, I think she's breaking the walls because of her mind and her <laughs> right. spirit Boom. and yeah. her, yeah. her value within yeah. herself. Yeah. So, I, yeah. 100%. It reminds me of like, um, when they're like, am I dressing sexy or am I just existing in a tank top? Like, you know, it's like, it's like, we're just trying to exist here and we don't, yeah. I agree. Like, especially as like somebody, you know, who's not been ever conventionally like thin, I, I just want to live. I don't want it to be a conversation. You know, we're dealing with a lot of financing stuff and entrepreneur stuff. And it's like, I don't want it to be a conversation. I don't want anybody to like, be like, well, maybe if you present yourself this way or present yourself that way. I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my project. I'm living my life. Like, just let me live in that space. And to that point, like what also what Olivia said, which was, what do you say to people that are like, Mm. not even about bodies, but like, just like, I can't dance or, you know, I don't have rhythm or, you know, I, I, I haven't danced since I was a kid or I feel embarrassed dancing by myself. Like what, how do you comfort them into, into getting up and moving? I, I always like to talk to them and ask them, you know, because the reason someone believes they can't do something is because they were told that they can't do something mm-hmm. by someone. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, who else? Well, let's figure out who told you that. And it probably happened at a young age and we're born to dance and move. Yes. Like we move every day. I'm moving now as I'm talking to you, you moved when you got coffee this morning. Like mm-hmm. our bodies are supposed to be in motion and and we're told not to dance. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a believer that we are born to dance and you, and you stop because you're told not to. Yes. So for people that are feeling insecure or shy about it, I think you have to find the right teacher. I think any teacher, mentor, anyone in any space, you have to find someone that will encourage you instead of you know, punishing you if you do something wrong or criticizing, especially adults, right? That's why I love teaching. I love teaching adults. That's my bread and butter. I don't really teach kids right now, but adults really need that encouragement as if they were children again, because there was something in their childhood that they don't know. It's reparenting. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. You, you need that teacher that's going to encourage you in that way. So that's my big thing is that's what I would say. Who told you no, and let's find you someone that can help. And then the last thing, again, goes back to that inner confidence and inner self-worth and value, because if you're not questioning who you are as a person and or have that fear of being judged by other people, then it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you dance or you flop around or you whatever, like you won't care getting over that insecurity I think is where we need to start because if you're starting at an adult level you're not a kid we don't really have those insecurities as kids so so that's where we kind of have to get back to in the beginning is finding that space that makes us feel confident enough to not feel insecure and then you'd be amazed at what your body can do I love that okay Megan so you clearly think big I can you have big plans (laughs) so lay it on us what are your big plans coming up because they're there they're there I have been such a goal oriented person Mm -hmm. I love setting goals I love uh 
planning big, but I too know that sometimes I can get so specific that I don't allow for anything else to happen. Mm. And I'm kind of in a phase right now where I want to allow anything to happen. Surrender. I think about dance from home. I think about content creation. I never planned. That was never my goal list. Mm. I actually found a journal from 2016 the other day that, and I listed like 10 <laughs> goals that I wanted and I did complete some of them, but none of that was owning a business. None of that was what I do today. Yeah. So big plan wise, I'm kind of just wanting to follow my intuition, follow my gut and see where that goes and not judge it. Mm -hmm. I used to think like dancer, college, New York, Broadway, you've made it. And that's not the truth for me Mm -hmm. anymore. So I am just wanting to explore anything that piques my interest and always remain curious. I think curiosity will lead you in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. I love 100%. that. I love that. So if I mean, somebody... I've always, I've always said that the, all the best things that have happened in my life, I couldn't have expected or planned, no. yes. you know, and so it's, it's often that way. So I am with you. I, I'm very much like a white knuckle on the steering wheel kind of person. And then I, after my engagement ended, I was like, I just have to surrender to whatever's going to happen to me. So like whatever's mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. next. And, you know, it took me to Scotland and, you know, I, could not have expected any of that. So no. we just have to let the universe tell us where to go and then, you know, use our intuition and our intelligence and all of our good planning skills to follow that in the best way, like setting up an LLC in a matter of days. But also you know? I'm going to say too, you're probably, I mean, I know from talking to you and from following, you are an incredibly kind and warm person too. So you're, you are probably very open to the universe, whereas other people may not be so open to the universe. So if Mm -hmm. somebody says, for example, you know, when our team reached out to you for this podcast, you were like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's jump on, you know, other people have not been always so open about it, about sharing their story and things like that. So, you know, you, you do take your, the opportunities because you're like, who knows where this will lead? This is very exciting. Right. So um, I think that that's something that again, comes from that inner confidence that was instilled in you from your parents, from your own, you know, just being you. So um, if somebody is going through a fresh start in life, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite wise words to give to them? Ooh, I always say, trust your gut and mm. jump. Like I always, whenever I come face to face with something that I'm nervous about, one big thing was the shift of my business into 2023. This on-demand platform is something new. I've always wanted to do it though. This, what it is today is what I wanted it to be in 2020, but I was Mm. too scared. And whenever I come to that place where I need to make a decision, I always, there's this image of me at the edge of a cliff and I just, I got to jump. I got to jump and you got to free fall and you just got to trust that you will land. And if you're not willing to take that, no one can push you. No one can yell at you to jump like you have <laughs> to make that decision for right. yourself and just trust that you're going to yeah. land and that is always my biggest advice for people that are making that fresh start or wanting something new or are unsure your gut and your intuition knows you just question it so stop yeah. questioning it and just jump I love that. And if people are out, we'll obviously link to everything, but if people want to take classes and sign up for the platform, just talk us real quick through what that looks like. If somebody's listening to this and they're like, I want to take classes with her. I want to do the, the on-demand platform. They go to your website. 
Yes, dancefromhome.co. Everything is on Vimeo. So if you happen to be on Vimeo, you can also search Dance From Home. Everything is linked on my Instagram, my social media accounts. It is at Megan Bowen with two underscores at the end. My business is linked in my bio and my business landing page, Instagram page is at dance from home with an underscore at the end. So yeah. you can go there, stay connected, sign up. I have a seven day free trial. So amazing. feel free to take advantage. I love that. We're going to link everything and in, mm-hmm. in the blog post and the show notes so people can definitely go check it out. And now our favorite question, what was the last thing you ate and truly loved? Oh, yes. Okay. So (laughs) this happened last Friday, Mm. being from California, I'm from Southern California. So I'm exposed to really great Mexican food constantly and moving to New York city. It doesn't exist here to the way that I know it in Mm -hmm. in Southern California. Um, But I did have this burrito called electric burrito I believe it's on the lower east side Mm. and it came pretty close it was not a hundred but it reminded me of home they did the beans correctly the tortilla Mm. was good like the rice and it it was this it's huge it's like the size of your face so (laughs) that's the last like a really great thing that Mm. I ate and I would recommend giving it a try if you are especially from California living in New York trying to find that good burrito or anyone uh, yeah, we're gonna ha- we'll have to come into the city and come yeah. eat with you. Yes, yeah, yes. go have some lunch. Um, Megan, thank you for chatting with us today and taking the time. And we're so excited to see everything you're doing. And just you know, I too believe that everybody is born to dance. And you know, I just I am somebody that danced and then didn't dance. And getting back into dancing has been so transformative for my soul and my spirit. And so I just love the mission you're on in life to have this I just see you as like this line leader and you're like let's go guys we're dancing and like (laughs) I just I just love that I I just am so I'm we're you know we're proud of you and your journey and we've been watching you for so many years and we're just literally just so excited to see what you come up with next so keep Mm -hmm. up the amazing work thank you so much thank you both for having me Thank you for listening to today's story. We're always here and we're proud of you. Until next time, brave one. A Fresh Story is brought to you by Fresh Starts Registry, the first and only platform for everything you need to start again. You can read the show notes and learn more about today's episode at freshstartsregistry.com slash podcast. As always, we want to remind our listeners that while we strive to provide accurate and helpful information, we are not medical doctors or mental health professionals. We want to remind you all that the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for professional advice. We highly recommend consulting a qualified healthcare or mental health professional for any concerns or questions you may have. Remember, we are a podcast, but we are not licensed medical professionals. Always consult with your healthcare provider for any medical decisions. And as a gentle reminder, all opinions are our guests and do not necessarily reflect our own.